Hello, and welcome everyone to my sports podcast, Sports with Swindy. I am Zach Swindell, and I'll be your host each week. In this podcast, I will have a different guest speaker each week to talk sports with me. The sports that we will be discussing will be the MLB, NFL, NBA, and college football, as well as a sports debate segment each week. Today, my guest speaker is my buddy, Noah Aaron. How are you doing today, Noah? I'm doing good, Zach. Good stuff. On today's show, Noah and I will be discussing our NL East predictions, Carson Wentz and the Colts, the NBA All-Star Game, University of Florida football, and of course, my favorite segment, the debate. So leading right into this, Noah, we're going to go ahead and start with the MLB segment. Me and Noah are both Braves fans. No, Bra- uh, Noah's actually a Dodger fan as well. So, you know, how that goes. They, the Dodgers beat the Braves in the NLCS last season, so it's tough on me. Good for him, but he's also a Braves fan as well, so he knows his stuff about the NL East. What is your predictions coming up on this season with the NL East? They got, you know, a bunch of trades happened with the Mets. Braves got Azuna back. Phillies look good. So what, give me some of your thoughts on that. I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a really competitive division this year. I mean, like you said, looking at what the Mets have done, I mean, some of the pickups that they've gotten. Uh, I think the Phillies have one of the best teams on paper, really. I mean, their offense should be producing a lot more than it is. Um, but I think the Braves are just going to top it off. I mean, they, they've got to be the best team right now. Yeah, I, I also I'm not I mean I might be a little bit biased there with the Braves. I think the Braves are gonna win it. I think they are the best team. I mean they did go to the, like I said, went to NLCS last year with their starting pitcher Mike Soroka, their ace out of the out for the year with a torn Achilles injury. They have him back healthy this year. They have Max Freed coming back after an ace like uh year last year. Uh, Azuna, Acuna, Ozzy, all those guys, Freddie just won the MVP. So they're coming off a really good year. They also they have to get past um, the Dodgers. They upgraded as well with Bauer. But for NL East, as that goes, I think the Braves still have it in the bag. But all I've seen on Twitter, on all these MLB prediction posts, they have the Mets winning or the Phillies winning. They have the Braves, and some, some people have the Braves going fourth in the East. And I just think that's ridiculous after they've won it the past four years. Um, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. It very well happened. I think the Mets have a really good team, like with Jacob deGrom, they got, you know, Marcus Stroman there. They got him last year, picked him up. So, I mean, they have – there's the NL East might be one of the toughest divisions in baseball. What do you think? Do you think they have one of the toughest ones? I think it's definitely – especially this year. I mean, with all the acquisitions that the other teams uh, have had this offseason, I think it's going to be crazy competitive in the NL East. But, I mean, like you were saying, like all the predictions on like, the, like MLB uh, that they post on Instagram and Twitter, all these predictions – the, the Braves just keep getting snubbed year after year. I mean, I, I think it's crazy. And I, honestly, it's like they, it just lights a fire underneath the Braves every year, like they have something to prove. And I, to me, the past few years, they've proved it. They've proved that they, they deserve to be there and that they're, they're one of the toughest teams in the MLB right now. Yeah, I think, like you said, they are one of the toughest teams. And I think they do have – I think it's like one of those competitive edges that they have. They, they I mean, because you got you to admit, they they do read the Twitter posts. They read all the stuff yeah. on Instagram. And they're like, well, that, that sort of sucks because we've done this year in, year in and year out, and we've proved ourselves more than once. Not, it wasn't just a fluke a couple of years ago that we won the NL East. We've done it for three or four years straight now. And you think as like guys like Freddie that's a veteran or Nick Marcakis, for instance, that they've been around the league forever. Acuna, even the young guys that are like sparking this Braves team, you think at some point they're like, hey, how about we get our respect? And you think they would get it by now after, especially after last season they had, I know it was a shortened season, but they went all, to the, all the way to the NLCS and took Dodgers to to a really hard-fought playoff series, one game away from going to the World Series. Obviously, the Dodgers end up going to the World Series and winning it all. I do think they're the better team in baseball last year. I do think they're really good this year. Give me your thoughts. Since Noah is a Dodger fan, I'll let him speak on the Dodgers a little bit. 
what do you think is going to happen with the Dodgers here? They literally have this pretty much the same lineup, same team. They upgraded with Trevor Bauer, one of the biggest offseason off signings in baseball this past season. Yeah. Well, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this next season is definitely looking good for the Dodgers. I mean, they've lost lost a couple guys like Jock Peterson and uh, Kike Hernandez. And those guys, they weren't necessarily everyday starters, but um, they def definitely had some clutch hits, some clutch moments in the playoffs that, I mean, got the Dodgers to the World Series and, and uh, got them that championship. But, I mean, losing those guys, is, I don't think it's going to lose us a championship. And I think uh, having Bauer added to our rotation as well as – um, the other pitchers that we have, I mean, our rotations are so deep. Kershaw, uh, David Price is yeah. going to be back this year. Walker Bueller, <laughs> Walker Bueller. I mean, Urias is going to be pitching. Uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, hopefully, we get to see the Dodgers play the Braves. Yeah. I, th I think that'll be a really fun series. I think so too. too. I think so too. So before we move on, give me your World Series winner prediction for next season coming up. Is it going to be the Dodgers again? You think I can repeat? Yeah, I've, I've got the Dodgers winning again. Um, I, I, it's not going to be easy by any means. I mean, we got to get past the Padres yeah. in the West, and then we got to get past the Braves in the East. Um, but I definitely think the Dodgers have the best team all around, and I think they're going to do it again. There you have it. No, Aaron, with the bold prediction, Dodgers repeating, which I honestly think they have a really good chance. I hope they don't because that means they would have to beat out the Braves. Hopefully the Braves make that next step. But moving right on, we'll go to the NFL. Carson Wentz obviously was a Philadelphia Eagle Past few years, had some really good seasons. Now he's sort of decline. He's on the decline, or he was the past couple seasons. Just got traded or signed with the Colts. What do you think about that? You think that's a good move by them? And you think he's going to be their franchise quarterback for the next five to seven years? Or do you think this is just like a pickup in replace of um, Phillip Rivers from last season that just retired? Um, I think it's definitely like it's a protective move with Phillip Rivers being out um, to pick up a quarterback in the time being. Um but I could definitely see him being that guy down the line where he plays, I don't know, six, seven years and is a franchise quarterback for the Colts. I mean, he's going uh, – he's going to reunite with the offensive coordinator that was in Philly when they won the Super Bowl. He's, he, he's the head coach for the Colts right now, and I think that's, that's a good uh, matchup there. Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but I think there's definitely room for, for a lot of good things to happen. Yeah, so I'll give you my take on it. I think you you can be correct in some ways. I, I personally don't think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback. He's obviously not the best quarterback in the league. You got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, those type of guys. Yeah. I don't think he's in that even that elite category, really. I think he's in the, you know, average, average type, like a Cam Newton, like in that in that section, if you want to put, you know, elite uh or the greats, elite, all that kind of system going. I think Carson Wentz is maybe average below average. Me personally, I think he doesn't have the you know, the skill, not skills, the athleticism as a lot of these young quarterbacks coming in now. Like, like I just mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, two guys below 25 years old, and they're taking the league by storm. Lamar Jackson, for instance, really fast, can move around in the pocket, can run for, you know, 100 yards a game if they had to. Can also throw, and I think Carson Wentz is – more of like a stationary in the pocket type passer, which is, that's okay. But I think he has to, you have to be elite at doing that. You have to be elite at throwing balls to where, where your wide receivers are, where the, you know, defense ends or I mean, defensive uh, backs can't get to him. And I don't know if he's got that anymore. He was, he was good. You know, he went to the Super Bowl. He got hurt that year. They ended up winning it, but he's, he's had some good years. I just personally don't think he's, he's going to be able to keep that up for, for, for a longer pace. He might have a couple good years here and there in the next, you know, 10 years, if he plays that long, 
but I don't think he's I don't I don't think the Colts made the right move signing him for like if they are signing for his French for, for their franchise quarterback I don't think that was the right move I think they could have either drafted somebody you know looked at look somewhere else but that's just my opinion on it I could be totally wrong but my, my prediction is that he's just going to sort of be on the decline of his career yeah I mean I agree with that I don't think Carson Wentz is by any means an, like an MVP cal- caliber style quarterback. I yeah. mean, he's a very average passer. I mean, if I were a Colts fan, I would would have rather had Deshaun Watson. But exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's that's tough within the division trades. I mean, you can't really make that happen. Um, but like for me, as, as an outsider looking at the Colts, I think the Colts aren't a team that need that caliber quarterback right now. I mean, they've got one of the best defenses in the NFL right now, um, and they've got playmakers like Naheem Hines just out there balling out uh, week in and week out. So, I mean, hopefully that can kind of get them over that hump and get them into the playoffs uh, so they make a little bit of a run. But um, I, I just think Carson Wentz is going to be that guy that fills a hole, basically. He's not He's not going to yeah. be that that guy. Yeah, I could, I totally understand you, too. I think that – I think you're that – I mean, you're on a, sort of on the same page there mm-hmm. with – I think you can – like, you're right. They have, they have athletes around. Their defense is good. So, I think they have guys that can, you know, fill in – and, uh, you know, play pretty good football. I don't know if he's going to win, you know, Super Bowls with the Colts or, I mean, who knows it's football. He could have, you know, great, great off season, come back feeling healthy and strong. And we'll go from there. You did mention Deshaun Watson though, obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now, young guy out of Clemson. He wants to trade out of Houston. What do you think he's going to go just real quick? If you had a guess, you know, any, any destinations for Deshaun Watson? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a few different places that he could go. Um, I, I, I mean, he's definitely not staying in, in Texas anymore. Um, but I don't, I don't really know. I mean, maybe the dolphins, uh, they've got Tua down there, but if they're not looking at him as, as a franchise starter kind of guy, I mean, maybe, maybe Miami, um, maybe Chicago. Cause I mean, yeah. I, I know the fan base up there hates Trubisky. Yeah. Um, but there, I mean, there's a lot of options. Uh, and I, I think honestly, the team that he goes to, could honestly be a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Um, and I think it could be something that not, not too many people see coming. Yeah. I, I, I've heard those predictions. I've also heard of the jets. I don't know why you want to go from Houston to the jets. Cause the jets, I think is a dumpster dumpster fire itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things like, Hey, you might get paid a lot of money, but if you really want to win in football games at a high level, New York's not it right now. I mean, they, maybe one day they could be, but right now it's not looking like it. You know, no matter who they get in this next coming draft, if they do get Deshaun Watson, it's going to take some time. Like, like I think Trevor Lawrence with the Jack Jacksonville, if they do draft him, which they yeah. probably will, I think that could be a pretty quick success in the next couple of years yeah, after they draft them. Especially with Urban Meyer. Exactly. So, but with the Jets, for instance, I just I don't see that being. A, a team that can it doesn't matter who you, I mean I, I don't think you could throw Patrick Mahomes on the Jets and they would be yeah they're not you know they're, they're not going to make that jump just that because quick. of one guy it's it's going to take a lot to change that yeah exactly moving right on to the NBA segment here the NBA All-Star game is coming up they voted for their their starters in the in the west and the east here we're going to take a little take on or different take on the All-Star game obviously it's coming up we know who the players are but I want to ask Noah personally, and I'll give you my thoughts as well. Do you, do you enjoy the all-star game watching it? Or do you enjoy, like, say you're watching it on a, whatever day it comes on a Saturday. Are you, are you obligated to watch the NBA all-star game? Because I know for me and you personally, the MLB all-star games on, we can't wait to watch it because yeah. it's the greatest players in our sport that we love to watch all competing against each other. I personally believe when it's, it's the same thing. NBA all-star games, the best, 
basketball players, which is it's cool too. But I just feel like it's just nonchalant. Everyone goes out there. It's more of like a, you know, like let's see how many points we can score. No defense. Let's do these cool dunks, which I get. I think maybe the younger generation might enjoy that more. But I, for me, and for me personally, I like the MLB style because it's guys throwing 98, 99, no matter what guys trying to hit home runs, trying to get barrels throughout the game and trying to win the game because it means something because you, you get home field in the world series whoever wins yeah so it means more and they actually compete and try to win i think in the nba all-star game they don't try to win i mean obviously they, they want to win but i don't think it means much to them there's like oh we lost but i think for the alnl squads for the mlb all-star game it sort of hurts a little bit more when they do lose give yeah. your thoughts on the nba all-star game um i mean the the nba all-star game is not something I've, I don't think I've watched it the past five or six years or so. Um, the dunk contest is something I watch the highlights for. True, I, still, I still don't tune in and watch it live. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just, it's honestly kind of a joke. The game itself, yeah. it's, it's not a real game of basketball. It's just the best of the best going out there and shooting from shooting from the logo, putting yeah. up crazy dunks. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really see a point of it for the fans really i think i think it's more of a thing for the players at this point honestly because i mean to me the nba is the most like politicized league for sports out there and the all-star break is just kind of a break in, in itself yeah. for the players it's exactly. just it's just a break from all the all the crap that they're going through um just to have fun um, so I, I definitely think it's more for the players than it is for the fans at this yeah. point. I think it's been that way for the past handful of years. Yeah, I'm totally not dissing the players. It's their finally their break where they yeah. don't have to worry about, you know, basketball or, you know, anything that's out, outside going with basketball, you know, politics, like you said, I think it is one of those things. So I think it's just, a, you know, a good week for them to, you know, relax, hang out with their families more, do, you know, go do fun things in the city, you know, whatever they want to do. So yeah. I do, I do think it is went for the players, which it should be, but for fans in general that I, I don't know if basketball fans that are, you know, diehard basketball fans enjoy watching the all-star game or not. Maybe, you know, in the future, they could try something different. I don't know really what they can do. Cause you, like you said, they do have a dunk contest. They have a skills competition. So I'm not really sure. I just wanted to get your take on the NBA all-star game. It's coming up. Maybe we'll, maybe me and Noah will tune in. We'll give you all our <laughs> thoughts on another podcast. We'll move right into college football. One of my favorite segments here. Obviously, you guys you guys know I'm a huge Georgia football fan or Georgia sports fan in general. But Noah here is a University of Florida fan, which oh yeah, is sort of sort of you know devastating to me because you know Florida beat us pretty good this past season or not us I should say I don't play on the team but for Georgia football they got beat pretty good by Florida this past season with Kyle Trask Kyle Pitts all those guys Florida had a really good team this past season right you, you oh, think yeah. so yeah. so like I said I just mentioned Kyle Trask which is a Heisman finalist or front runner for a while there Kyle Pitts is going to be a first runner for sure I'm sure there's multiple guys on their team that'll get drafted this next this upcoming draft what are your thoughts on next season? Do you think uh, – I mean, you probably know more about the guys that are committed, any any quarterback situation, stuff like that. What are your thoughts on next season coming up? Yeah, I think – I mean, we're definitely losing a lot of guys. Um, I mean, we're losing Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask just went off this last season, really. I mean, he was up there for the Heisman. Um, and then Kyle Pitts and, like, Trayvon Grimes, guys like that that were just playmakers that were catching really anything that kind of – that was thrown their way that basically made uh, Kyle Trask a Heisman finalist. Um, yeah, we're, lo we're losing those guys and it's going to be tough, but um, I, I think we're definitely hopeful for next season. We got Emory Jones coming in. Uh, he's, he's played here and there. He's gotten a few snaps. He's definitely more of a mobile quarterback yeah. um, compared to Kyle Trask. 
but he's he said that he's he's ready to take it on. He's ready to put the team on his back, and he's ready to go. That's sort of not good. I guess it's good to hear for Florida fans. For Georgia fans, a little skeptical. Obviously, Florida's Georgia's bigger biggest rival during the football season, especially in the um, SEC East. There's not much competition going now with Tennessee. Pretty much a dumpster fire there now. They got caught with their scandal with the money and the recruits and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty much Georgia and Florida's league on that east side of the division. It's pretty much whoever wins that game head to head will play in the SEC championship, probably against Alabama at this point now, too, because Auburn's, you know, looking decent every year. LSU sort of fell off this year after yeah. Joe Burrow left. So I think, I think next season and moving forward, I think Florida and Georgia have to get to that point where they're, they're the top two best teams in the country and they earn on the country in that division. And I think Georgia and Florida teams like that can beat Alabama. They just have to have the right players, you know, the right leaders on that, on those types of squads. I think Alabama's a step above Georgia and Florida right now. Yeah. So give me your thoughts. Here we go. I want to hear your thoughts before we move on to the next segment on Georgia, Florida next year. Who do you think is going to win the football game? Um, I definitely think it's going to be a lot better game this year than it was last year i'm with you on that um georgia's georgia's figured out their quarterback situation i think a little better than than when the matchup happened this year um but yeah florida florida's gonna have a few games to figure out what their team's gonna look like and how they're gonna be playing and for them to actually form a bond as a team uh and georgia's georgia's gonna be building off the last year so i think i think it's definitely gonna be a better game um and i think it's gonna be really close honestly I'm, I'm totally with you. I think Georgia has a really good football team coming up. Like you said, JT Daniels is now taking over the reins at quarterback. So we have him for next year. We have a bunch of playmakers around him. But like you said, Emory Jones is coming in. He said he's ready to take that role. So we'll see if he if he does what Kyle Trash did or anything close to that. That game could go either way. So I'm not going to make a prediction, obviously, this early. And who knows what the college football season is going to be like. It's always a crazy, fun sport that I love to watch. But right now, I, th I think I'm with you. Right now, I, I couldn't say it's going to be a blow either side. I think it is going to be a close game. Yeah. We'll move right into the debate segment. My favorite segment here on sports was Swinde. And today, we're going to talk about the MLB again a little bit. We're going to go with the best pitcher in baseball right now. It's, it's sort of tough to say the season's, you know, it was a 60-game season last year. This MLB season hasn't started just yet. They just arrived at spring training a few days ago. But right now, if you had a pick from last season or the past, you know, season or two coming up, who do you think the best pitcher in baseball is right now? I mean, my, my answer is definitely different depending on if you're asking me based off of last season, based off of seasons past. But um, if you're based off of last season, I mean, Shane Bieber, Shane Bieber has got to be the guy to go with. That guy yeah. was just mowing people down yeah. left and right last season. And I mean, kind of, kind of out of nowhere. I mean, his, he wasn't like a huge name, like uh, like a Scherzer, or Degrom, or a Kershaw, or anything yeah. like that. But last year, he really showed out and just, just took it to people. I think that's actually that I wasn't even thinking about when I thought when I was, uh, you know, coming up with these segments. I was, you know, thinking of like you said, Kershaw, Degrom, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, those type of guys. Shane Bieber, obviously, he was one of the better pitchers in the league last year. And I think, and he's young. I think he might have been even a rookie last year or the year before. He's, I mean, he hasn't been in the league. Yeah, he's new. He's new. So I think he's going to be the next guy that comes up through this league and he's going to be dominant. So that's actually a really good pick there. I wasn't even thinking that. I'm going to have to go with Jacob DeGrom. I mean, year in, year out, he's just dominated the past four years. I know we said right now, but I think he is still right now the best pitcher in baseball. Garrett Cole is close with him, I think, too. Trevor Bauer, obviously, he had a stellar, stellar season last year. I don't know. 
Trevor Bauer is weird for me because he last year went off. Was probably the I mean he was the Cy Young winner in the NL, and but the past, previous seasons he was you know he was decent. I want to say he's elite, but he was pretty good, pretty good pitcher. Yeah. And now he comes on last year and just gives it to everybody. Anybody who's pitching against, he was going you know seven scoreless, eight scoreless, one hit, one run maybe. But he he was nasty. So I'm, I want to see that how that's going to fold out for him this year, especially with the Dodgers. Obviously they have the lineup to you know win a bunch of bunch of baseball games. So I'm going to see – and that's who I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if he's the best right now. I'm going to go with DeGrom. But my person to watch, if I had to guess, would be, would be Trevor Bauer. You're, yeah. you're a Dodgers fan. What do you think about him and, and pitching for the Dodgers and with their lineup and, the you know, the star power they have already on that team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be the guy to watch. Like you said, he hasn't always been – the top of the league kind of pitcher. He's never really been like the Cy Young guy. Um, but last year, last year he was, and I'm, I'm hoping he's like entering his prime or something like that. And he's going to start <laughs> moving people down with the Dodgers. Um, hopefully he's just, fig- it's something he's just figured out and he's, he's figuring out how to, how to, how to be a better pitcher and be that guy, be that guy to lead a lead a team to a world series. Yeah. He's definitely a confident person as well. Oh yeah. I think that, I think that helps him though. I mean, mm-hmm. most of these pitchers, you know, aren't big on social media. He's a huge social media person. I think he's helping the game of baseball, but obviously that, that some people might say he's cocky. I think it's just all confident. He knows he can, what he can do and, and how he can get batters out and he'll let them know. I mean, just like when hitters hit a, you know, 500 foot home run, they, they let the pitcher know they bat flip jog around the bases, which I, I personally enjoy. I think it makes baseball more exciting. These young guys coming up like Tatis, Acuna, Juan Soto, they, they make baseball exciting. I think Trevor Bauer, he's an, he's an older guy, but I think for the pitching world, I think he's helping them out a lot. And I think he's changing the game of baseball personally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, People like coming out of the pitcher's position. I mean, you don't necessarily see that stuff a lot from starters. Um, I mean, you'll see yeah. it from closers and, yep. and everything, like with a little celebration after a strikeout or a fist pump after after a big inning or something like that. But really, he's kind of innovating the role that starting pitchers have, like that, where they can they can celebrate and yeah. and get excited and get a little rowdy on the mound. Yeah, I totally feel that, and I love it. Before we go, I want to get your prediction one more time. I love these hot takes. Who do you think is going to win the Cy Young award? Just either, I mean, you don't have to pick two, just one of the guys that's going to win a Cy Young this next season, if you had to pick. NL, uh, I mean, DeGrom is the guy, the guy to go with year in and year out. I yeah. mean, he's, he's so good. But I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Bauer. Okay. I, I hope he wins it this year for the Dodgers. Um, and then I'm going to go with Shane Bieber in the AL. Well, there you have it. Those are two great takes by Noah Aaron. Noah, I appreciate you coming on the pod today with Sports with Swindy. It's been a blast. Do you have any last last thoughts or remarks here for the podcast? Uh, no, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, go Gators. Go Gators. Like I said, go Dogs, go Braves, <laughs> go Falcons, all that. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Every Thursday, new podcast will be out. We'll talk a bunch of sports. Have a good time. Like I said, last podcast, you guys have any requests, anything like that, hit me on Instagram, hit me on Twitter at Zach Swindell underscore 25. If you have any, um, you know, debates you guys want me to talk about, I'm more than willing to do that. I love sports and I love talking about sports with my, with my buddies here on the podcast. I appreciate everybody and much love.